When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to Breaking Game Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com Giants reporter. I'm here with the post-training camp checkup because when you think about it, okay, so actual training camp is over. We're now into the preseason portion of the summer. I'm taping this on Friday morning. There's a reason for that. We'll get to that in a second. And the first preseason game is later tonight in uh, Detroit Giants, of course, joint practice in Detroit. We'll get to what I heard from those and really an overview of what we've seen so far. Really, I'm going to go over, I'm going to give you a list of the five players that I thought have been most impressive to date so far for the Giants. And then a list of guys that I think have failed to capitalize on the opportunities that, are, that were provided at the beginning of the summer. But before we get there, we have to address the fact that there's a little break. There was a little break here in the podcast. I've been trying to record the last few days. Been trying to get Connor Hughes from SNY to come on, and I've been getting big timed by young Connor Hughes. Right, the same young man who once I, I searched my his name recently in my phone and came up in 2013 as a college student, was asking me to answer questions for which I did, and he sent me a shit ton of them and wanted long answers, and I did it, is now big-timing. I say this all tongue-in-cheek, but in a way, he has now joined the enemies of the, pro- of the show because I tried to get him on on Wednesday. That didn't happen. He was too busy, Right? Between practice, golf, dinner, didn't happen. Thursday, he's out there all day, golfing and golfing and golfing, dinner again. Keep pushing me back, back, back. And big times me. Little old Connor Hughes. Now officially an enemy of the show. Enemy of the program. Joining the list of the great... Eric Flowers, Dave Gettleman, Paul Dettino, Damon Harrison. The list grows. Connor Hughes. Do you hear out of Connor Hughes? He was going to do an interview. He was going to give us the breakdown of what happened in Detroit. Because I was not there this week. But no. Connor Hughes was too busy for breaking Big Blue. Can you believe the gall on that young man? To prioritize golf over breaking Big Blue. Man, the things that I've done for him, and this is how he repays me. This is how you get repaid for all the good deeds, all the help and guidance I've provided him over the years. All the emotional support. The help, 
getting jobs, of who he should call, who he shouldn't. And this is how I'm getting a repaid. So we trudge on without Connor Hughes and his dispatches from Detroit. Now, I've spoken to people, so kind of the gist is pretty much what you've heard and read. And if you haven't, I'm going to go over it real quick. For day one, wasn't the best day for the Giants. Offense, sloppy. Daniel Jones, missing throws. Defense was okay. Day two, much better. Offense played really well. Daniel Jones hit some throws, made some big plays, especially in the red zone. Uh, Darius Slayton, again, continues to make plays. It's like everybody wants to forget Darius Slayton. We just want to gloss over Darius Slayton. He's not, he's not flashy, although he does get downfield. He's not a great player. He has his warts. Yes, he drops passes. But he continuously makes plays. He really does. And I'm not going to say I expect him to be their leading receiver, but if he turns out to be their leading receiver, would you be surprised? And the answer is no. So now Daniel Jones had his up and up and downs in Detroit. But in general, and this is I'm, I'm gonna make I'm making this list right now of players that have been most impressive so far since the start of the summer, since the start of training camp. And number one is Darren Waller, just because, holy cow, the dude's a freak. And anytime you throw it to him, he's seemingly catching it. He's open all the time. So he's at the top of my list. But number two is Daniel Jones. And here's why. Here's why I say Daniel Jones. If you look at the start of practice and you go and you look at the numbers and you add them up, I have Daniel Jones in live drills with one inter one interception throughout this whole training camp in live drills. I'm talking seven on seven and 11 on 11 v 11. And I don't think you understand how impressive that is. So that, and it really, in my mind, shows you the command he has of the offense in comparison to last year and the previous years. The confidence, the command. Now, the, the skills I've always thought were there. Anyone who says Daniel Jones... You know, he, his arm is pedestrian. He can't really throw, can't make this throw or that throw. You know, is, isn't overly athletic. You're just not paying attention. Because the, the dude has the physical skill. He can make all the throws. He's huge. Go stand next to Daniel Jones. And he's a good athlete. He can run. We saw that last year. But his command of the offense is really, there's a huge uptick in my opinion. And this is year two of the system with Mike Kafka and Brian Nable. So he's been very impressive to me. Number three on the list of most impressive players this summer has been Trey Hawkins. Sixth-round pick. Heard he had his ups and downs a little bit in Indianapolis, but the Giants are just raving about him. There's a reason why all of a sudden he's sneaking in there and taking the taking some first-team snaps. Because he's been that impressive, and I think Brian Dable, when I've asked him about this, he says he's a, he earned it. And it's true. Trey Hawkins has been that, that impressive. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come in as a rookie, as a sixth-round pick from Old Dominion and play at a really high level. You know, like, let's say, uh, Tariq Woolen did last year for the Seahawks. It's still a big jump to expect that, which is why I am a little, little hesitant, and we saw it throughout the, the summer so far. It happened again. They did it again in, in uh, Detroit where Hawkins and 
Deontay Banks, the other rookie, who's been better, by the way. He's been much better. So the Giants are high on the, those two guys. Two young cornerbacks. Think about that. Two young cornerbacks here. If they pan out, this defense is in so much better shape. But we've seen the two of them play outside with Adoree Jackson on the interior. And I get it. It might be their best three guys right now. But throwing two rookies out there and having to face, then one of them having to face when Odori goes to the slot, the best outside, like A.J. Brown matched up against one of those guys in the game or D.K. Metcalf they play or Tyreek Hill. Like, they'll get torn apart. Banks and Hawkins. And I don't care how well Hawkins plays. Like, that's not the matchup that you want. They're going to need Odori Jackson. On the outside primarily. So I don't really see that as something that's more than an occasional thing. I think the more likely scenario is that the Giants look around and maybe find us a, a veteran nickel slot guy out there. Because it's clear they want to replace Darnay Holmes in some way, shape, or form. They keep trying other guys in there. Now Holmes keeps ending up back with the first team. He was there in Detroit. But who feels really confident with Darnay Holmes in the slot right now? I don't think the answer is anybody. Cordell Flott has failed to impress. He's on my list of uh, players who have failed to capitalize this summer. We'll get to that in a minute. So the playing Banks and Hawkins, even though Hawkins has been great, he's number three on my list of most impressive players this summer, I'm hesitant to say that that's the way that this team needs to go in the regular season with Banks and and uh, Hawkins on the outside. Two rookies, you start playing number one receivers. It's not going to go well. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be pretty. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Number four on my list of players who have impressed this summer is Jason Pinna. Now, when, when Julian Love left, when they allowed him to walk, the Giants did that, and their first thought was, we think Jason Pinnock can step into that role next to Xavier McKinney and be a really good player. And he has done that so far this summer. He has played really well. The Giants are, are really happy with that young secondary. Pinnock, a young guy, claimed off waivers actually last year from the Jets. The Jets kind of got in a numbers crunch, didn't really want to lose him, but the Giants capitalized, picked him up right before week one last season. And now guess what? 
Jason Pinnock is likely going to start. He came into the summer with a competition with Dane Bell, who's been pretty good, and Bobby McCain, who hasn't really impressed, so he'll be on that fail to capitalize list as well. And Pinnock has played the best and earned that opportunity. I'd be surprised if he wasn't the week one starter at this point. Now we'll see what happens in the preseason. There's still a little ways to go. I think the Giants want to see him play. He was banged up last year at times at off-season procedure on his shoulder. We talked to him a couple weeks ago about that. And then that kept him out a little bit in the spring as well. So you're talking about a player who needs reps. I would expect to see him more and more as we move along here. Preseason practice, really get entrenched with that first team. And I'd be surprised if he didn't start. And number five on my list of most impressive Giants this summer has been Paris Campbell. Like I knew he was a decent player. I knew he could play. But he's built. He's compact. He catches the ball. There's a lot to like with him. I think he, I think he if he stays healthy, is their leading wide receiver. Now, maybe Waller leads the team in catches and yards, whatever. I think Paris Campbell has a, a chance to lead this team in catches. Actually, he could lead the team in all those categories. I really do. But the key for him has always been staying healthy. So can he stay healthy? We don't know the answer to that. Same with Darren Waller, right? Crosses in their fingers, hoping he's staying healthy. But you have DJ, Daniel Jones, playing the way he has been this summer. And you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm not easily impressed. This is the best I think their offense has looked. And I can say this pretty confidently. In... What? I guess since before that 2016 season, because the 2016 season, that offense didn't look great. And then it went downhill after that. They really haven't been able to, to tick back up. So probably since like 2015. This is the best the Giants offense has looked since 2015. Think about that for a second. Now it's early. It's only training camp. We haven't really seen them in preseason. We saw a little enjoying practice. I heard dispatches about it, and they were up and down in that. But overall, you have Daniel Jones, a more confident, better version than we've probably ever seen, with improved weapons. And the amazing part, Saquon Barkley. I mean, I haven't even mentioned his name, and he's just kind of flown under the radar all summer, which is amazing to think about what, it, what we thought we were going to be hearing throughout the summer and now, not a peep. I don't even know if anyone's asked a question about Saquon Barkley in weeks. Think about that for a second. Weeks. No one's asked a question about Saquon Barkley. That is music to the Giants' ears. Now, let's go to the players that have failed to capitalize. All right. And I mentioned Cordell Flock. He had a chance to win that slot, that that slot spot. The Giants wanted to find someone. And he's barely getting first team reps at this point. Barely getting first team reps. So that's not overly encouraging for Cordell Flot. I think he's personally, I think he's miscast out there. He's only playing slot because they need a slot and they, they want to fill that spot. I think ideally he's built to be an outside cornerback. You know, he's bigger, longer, skinny. Like, that's that's not generally what you get from slot nickel cornerback. 
So I think he's kind of out of position. I'd like to see him back on the outside at some point. Uh, Darian Beavers, right? It's clear right now that Micah McFadden has outperformed him and is now the favorite to start at inside linebacker next to uh, Bobby O'Karake. Micah McFadden has a nice little has had a nice little camp. His coverage has been solid. I think that's where he wins. Now, Darian Beavers, this is tough because you're talking about a player who was a late round pick, sixth, seventh rounder, was already not the fastest guy, and then he tore his knee last year. So he just hasn't looked to have that same explosiveness so far. It, I mean, and the reality is with a player like that, it could take a full year before he comes back and is really back to that same level. And if Darian Beavers loses a little bit of speed, which it looks like he has to me right now, then what are you getting from Darian Beavers? And this is like Ryder Anderson is on this list too, and it's not anything more than that Ryder Anderson got injured and now he's dealing with a, a triceps injury, which is never good. It usually means that the triceps is eventually going to tear and his season is going to be over. They're going to try and manage it, play through it. But when you do that, if you have 80% of Ryder Anderson, that's not good enough. 80% of Ryder Anderson is probably not an NFL player. So injury has put Ryder Anderson in a tough spot as well. Jeff Smith, you could add him to the list. He has been cut recently. Uh, he got banged up, and he wasn't really making a mark. I put Jamison Crowder on here, too. He started to make more plays lately, but on the fail to capitalize this summer, that's a crowded position. Jamison Crowder has to stand out, I think, to make this roster. And he hasn't really done that often, right? Cole Beasley has probably done a little more, gotten more opportunities than him. Sterling Shepard's actually looked pretty good, especially off the two serious injuries. Plus, he brings a little something extra to the team. You obviously have Hyatt, you have Slayton, you have Campbell, you have Hodgins. Colin Johnson brings a different thing. How about Bryce Ford Wheaton? Also, I would keep an eye on him. The fact that he's getting special teams reps makes me think that Bryce Ford Wheaton has shown this team something. And he has that size, he has that speed, he has that athleticism that he could give them something. So him or Colin Johnson kind of fill that role. One of those two guys, I think, will earn that last roster spot at wide receiver. I'd keep an eye on Bryce Ford Wheaton, especially in this preseason. Particularly on special teams, by the way. So we'll see how that comes out. Uh, Toman Fox is another guy I've heard his name as being impressive. For the Giants, not failed, not enough failed to capitalize. But a, that Toman Fox is a guy that this coaching staff really likes. They do. And man, the guy makes flash plays. He's an outside linebacker, young guy, North Carolina. I haven't heard much about Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari. Not so. I haven't heard that they've been bad. But I also haven't heard that they've been overwhelmingly good, which has me. A little intrigue, right? They need these guys, at least one of them, to be a double-digit sack guy. I think they're both good players. I think the jury's out on whether either one of them could develop into a high-end player. I haven't seen anything this summer that tells me that those guys are dominant players. I will say that. Now it's early. We'll see how it goes. And that could be a problem for the Giants overall, but 
you want to see. I would I would have liked to see Kayvon Thibodeau dominate on a regular basis. You don't. I don't see that. Like it looks like, and even from talking to people there, Aiden Hutchinson, granted he was drafted higher. He was drafted what? First overall? Second? Kayvon Thibodeau was fifth to the Giants. Hutchinson looks like he's going to be the better player. I even saw him, so I don't have it in front of me, but I get sent all these emails with odds, and one of these sites had Aiden Hutchinson's over-under of sacks was around double digits, around 10. I think Kayvon Thibodeau was like six and a half, seven. Like, those are different levels, players you're talking about. Guy who's, the guy can go over and get, you know, 10 or 12 sacks even, like Aiden Hutchinson, and they're expecting Kayvon Thibodeau if he gets over to get eight or nine. It's a different level. It's a different level of player. And it, it looks like Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a star, though. Now, it looks like Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be a good player. Jury's out on whether he could be a great player. I haven't seen that this summer, where I'm like, that guy, he's going to be great. The guy look at Darren Waller, I'm like, that guy could be a great player. You know, if he's on the field, if he's healthy, he dominates. All the time. Consistently. We still need to see that from Kayvon Thibodeau's game. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So I'm going to wrap this podcast right here. It's a one-segment podcast. Blame it on Connor Hughes, new enemy of the show. We might have to have him on just to talk about how he could do this to us, how he has, you know, the wavehosts to stand us up after all we've done for him. Young Connor Hughes from SNY, your time will come where you are going to need to explain. Uh, I'll come back to you early next week. Let's watch this first preseason game, see what's going on. Uh, Take notes, Matt Parrott. An interesting one has been the right tackle. That's a player I would keep a very close eye on in this game. Uh, he's looking to earn an opportunity. And remember, Evan Neal was not great last year. Having a guy that they trust at right tackle would be valuable. Matt Parrott's a third-round pick from a couple years ago, dealt with knee injuries, has done very well. Josh Azudu, another one on the offensive line to keep an eye on. He's going to get opportunities and shots at left guard. I'm curious to see how he does. So those are two of the names that I'm looking at. And obviously the rookies I want to see. You want to see Jalen Hyatt, Deontay Banks, Trey Hawkins. Let's see how they do in their first game action. We'll get to that next week. I'm Jordan Ronan. You listen to Breaking Big Blue.
See you next time.